Did Liz get a new top? No, we've seen that before. Never with that skirt. We should probably stop staring before it starts getting creepy, though. A modern podcast where Chris and Mike talk about TV, movies, superheroes, and everything in between. It's time for Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, Spider-Man gets his first trailer. Yes. Powerless is moving to Wayne Enterprises. All right. There are a lot of trailers to look forward to Mm. this week. Yes, yes, yes. And more. And more importantly, it is episode 100 of Superhero Slate. Yes. Woo! Woo! Exciting! Applause in the background. Uh Poppers. Woo! Horns. Exciting. Drink your bubbly we, for us. We know you <laughs> or, your, or your ecto-cooler, whatever you like to drink over there. Because Chris, Chris probably has a pallet. He probably has all of it. I, I have. I still have a crate I haven't opened yet. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, holding, <laughs> I'm holding tight on, on that ecto-cooler. Uh, I didn't think I was going to make it to episode 100 this week, Mike. I've been sick as a dog, and you can probably hear that in my voice. Yeah, um, this was an intense <laughs> week. We had, like, one of, the, one of the biggest trailers of the year dropping. We had a lot of other trailers dropping. We were coming up on episode 100. And then you tell me in the middle of the week, like, oh, yeah, I have strep throat and sinus infection. And I don't know if I'm going to make it to Sunday. And I'm oh. like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we had a backup just in case. But uh, I, I am here. I'm fine. I'm on the uprise. I, I, I'm, I feel good enough to go back to work tomorrow and get another weekend before the holiday season hits. Um, mm-hmm. I'm ready to go. And you know, that's not only you know the, the good news this week. We are also... To celebrate episode 100, Mike, we're opening up, what is it, a superhero site store? Is that what it is? That is what we are doing. We are going to be selling t-shirts of our Superhero Slate logo on TeePublic. So we'll have a link on our website, uh, SuperheroSlate.com slash store, and that'll take you right there. And it's really, really nice and really convenient because all we have to do is really upload a design and it kind of crafts like shirts and hoodies and tank tops and iPhone cases and mugs. So, you know, if you want to show your love for uh, for the show, if you want to be like a super duper fan, I'm going to have to add like another tier of super fan to to our show and you can go ahead and like grab a shirt and stuff and it'll be super cool really convenient and it makes it things really easy for us so we're really excited and we thought episode 100 would be like kind of like the perfect anniversary to uh to uh open up the store you know <laughs> it, it, it definitely is and you know i think the next evolution for us you know merchandising as i use my superhero slate mouse pad i have right here in front of me <laughs> uh so you don't hear my mouse scraping on the table back and forth mm-hmm. uh, but just because we're doing this does not mean uh, we are upset or mad or, or even disappointed in the work that our superfan Jim and his company uh, Gear Inc. did with our t-shirts earlier in the year. Yes, uh, if you are a, um, if you are a fan from way back, he was super super nice, and he was just a big fan, and he wanted to reach out, and he sent us uh, some shirts of our logo. It was really awesome of him. It was yeah. super cool, and he did he didn't have to do it. It was totally unsolicited. So uh, yeah. we still definitely want to give him a shout out for sure. Definitely, and if you guys are interested, I'm sure they still have the the logo and the ability to print their shirts. So if you want to support Jim and them, you know, go do it. Yeah, feel free to. Uh, our, our goal isn't to make money off our public site just so you guys can, you know, represent us out in the wild. I think that's the coolest part. Yeah, and the cool thing about uh, like uh, t-shirt companies like uh, Jim's running is those are great when you need to get like lots of shirts for like an event. If you're throwing like some sort of like a uh, like concert or event, or you you know you need you need something made maybe for like a sports team or an office or something like that. You usually need to go to guys like Jim to get those big runs of shirts printed. Like we're our our store is just for like these uh these one off uh things. So yeah, mm-hmm. totally uh shout out to Jim. But if you want to get some of our new merch you can head on over to superheroslate.com slash store and you want to head over there as soon as possible because uh, the store is going to open as soon as we post this episode and you'll have uh, two days to go grab your merch and it'll be on sale for I think 48 hours is the way they do it so you can pick up a shirt for I think as cheap as like 14 bucks I mean I'm going to buy myself one so (laughs) I'll probably be our first order on the store 
Yeah, so yeah, you have twenty or forty eight hours for a sale price, but it's still going to be there after that. So don't worry. Oh yeah, if you don't get it, but it's going to make great Christmas presents for all all those <laughs> fans out there. Um, also, fun fact: I just looked down and I realized I'm wearing the first shirt that Jim sent us as well right now. Oh, convenient! <laughs> so uh, I didn't even realize I had that on until earlier. So I'm really excited to to take this next step. Uh, I think was it when we hit episode one hundred, we rebranded how uh, all our images and stuff like that. And and open. I think you mean. I think you mean episode fifty. Was it fifty? Oh, I'm sorry. Episode yeah, 50. fifty. I'm sorry. That, this is episode one hundred. <laughs> it's the medicine talking. I got. Oh I, man. I got lost. <laughs> but episode fifty, we rebranded the site and everything. Mike put a bunch of work into that, and it's great. And now we're we're moving on up. So I'm really excited because unless you have something else, Mike, we have probably the biggest trailer of this part of the year hit us today. Or oh this yeah. I'm stoked. I'm glad that it happened to drop on this anniversary episode of uh, 100. So let's get into it because this was the biggest deal of the week by far. Nothing's going to top it. If you have not seen the Spider-Man Homecoming trailer slash teaser trailer, whatever you want to call it, I don't care. You need to go out and see it right now. There are two links below because not only did we get a regular trailer, we'll be seeing with Rogue One later this week, but also an international (laughs) version it has new footage and, and kind of new dialogue as well to kind of, you know, attract the, the international audience. So uh, first things first, Mike, what did you think of the trailer? Ooh, it was exciting to say the least. I was uh, on pins and needles waiting for this trailer to drop. Uh, we all were. We were in uh, text message threads, bouncing messages back and forth, waiting for uh, deciphering when this was going to drop on Jimmy Kimmel because I personally don't watch Jimmy Kimmel, so I don't know really when the trailer was going to to uh, head out but you sent you sent out the link and I and I jumped on it and it was uh ooh it was really amazing it has this really really cool vibe to it because you're you're basically getting a a lot of little comedy set pieces like throughout this trailer which is really surprising for like a summer blockbuster action movie like it's it's like marvel humor like on point and it fits perfect with spider-man's character so you know you're opening up with that uh that uh atm robbing scene and he's just like hey you guys aren't the avengers i can tell hulk gives it away and then he's like beats those guys up and then it goes into that um goes into that like soundtrack of a song i don't know who what the mgmt um yeah I was like, it's either them or it's Passion Pit or something. It's somewhere in that realm of uh, music. I believe I, I, I don't think it's Electric Feel, but um, no, I knew the song. I, I, I knew the song as soon as I heard it. Yeah, so it was a really cool to hear that song because you know everyone. The only thing really new going into this trailer is everyone kept saying like John Hughesy vibe. So I think that that kind of uh, soundtrack kind of made it feel a little bit more. Uh, it's gonna make me sound old as hell, but it made it seem hip. <laughs> yeah. So it kind of it was kind of cool, and then there was a cool transition away from the track when we finally got to see the vulture kind of swoop in. Oh, first so first time vulture, he looked terrifying in a good way. Like, oh yeah. It, it was unsettling. Like I, I agree with you. Like whenever they kept saying John Hughes vibe, John that that term is being thrown around so much this year. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what really is a John Hughes vibe? And um, when I watch it, I'm like, I get it. This is this is Peter Parker, high school Peter Parker, going through that weird, awkward, you know, fifteen year old phase. And uh, I, I think they nailed it. I think it's going to be awesome to see that. And then him fighting this uh, older you know menacing looks like tech powered villains and and, and henchmen in the vulture mm-hmm. is going to be downright uh you know you don't know if he's going to make it out or not that's yeah that's the thing I, and that and it was like the number one thing I was looking forward to in the trailer was seeing the vulture. Like we already had a really, really good idea of what Spider-Man looked like, his costume, and even, even like the webbing under the uh, the armpits. Uh, technically, was kind of spoiled a day ahead of time with that teaser for the teaser trailer. So uh, we kind of already knew that was coming. So I was just like, all right, all I want to do is see the vulture. That's my number one, and he looked really, really awesome. Um, I'm curious if there's going to be any sort of evolution to the suit throughout the um, throughout the movie you know because i think it looks pretty cool but i wonder if somehow they're going to try to bring in some sort of like weird like vulture face or i don't know maybe something's going to happen to michael keaton and he's going to look a little bit more grotesque because usually kind of when you think the vulture you think of like the bald bald guy maybe with like a pointy nose or something so i don't know if they're going to bring any of those aspects in or not but we'll see we'll see what happens um but that was really cool. Uh, I liked going back through the trailer and catching all these Easter eggs that I wasn't expecting. Well, so uh, you, you forget what, you're forgetting the the way the trailer ended. Robert Downey Jr. played a big part in this trailer. 
and oh yeah him swing off with spider-man at the end like you know spider-man swinging off and he flies by that gave me chills like yeah i'm i'm really curious how much um, Iron Man and Tony Stark is going to be in this movie just because when, when you're cutting a trailer for Spider-Man, you're going to go ahead and highlight the other biggest character you have in the movie, you know, because technically this is a, a commercial for a movie. So it makes me wonder, did we just see almost all of Tony Stark that we're going to get in the trailer? Or is he going to be in the movie quite a bit? Because he had just about as much screen time as Spider-Man had in the in the trailer. So I don't know if it's, he's just going to be peppered in or if he's going to be a main, main point of moving the plot. You can kind of see Spider-Man uh, meeting up with him at different points in different environments. So it makes you think that maybe it's spread out throughout the film. Um I'm going to go ahead and and take a shot in the dark and say I don't think Iron Man's going to be fighting alongside Spider-Man at all. I think that kind of hero shot at the end of them flying off is just exactly what it is. Is just maybe them like chilling around the city. Maybe maybe what we just saw at the end of the trailer is also going to be at the end of the movie or something like that. I don't think we're going to be getting like uh, Tony Stark throwing punches at all. Yeah, I I don't. If anything, it will be in in like a last minute kind of like last minute kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, we're going to talk about the villains here. The vulture, we saw the vulture, we saw the shocker for a brief mm-hmm. second in there. And all these thugs have looks like, um, Chitari technology or, or high powered technology when they're robbing the banks and blowing stuff up. You know, Spider-Man doesn't have a lot of technology, but maybe Iron Man could come in and, and find ways to help get around that technology or disable it as well. And, and give that to Spider-Man throughout the movie. Um, but the, like you said, the, the the small things in this trailer are really are are getting our minds going, getting us hyped for this you know July June release date, right? And mm-hmm. um, some of the characters we saw, uh, we got to see our first look at Liz Allen, who is the the uh, love interest in this one, not Mary Jane. Or yeah, uh, constantly rumored to be Mary Jane. <laughs> not Mary Jane. They call her Liz. You can we we reference that in our intro if you didn't notice. Uh, we saw her, and some people are, are presuming the blonde girl beside her is Gwen Stacy. Hmm, uh, maybe. Because she has the hairband and the outfit that matches the original Gwen Stacy design. Uh, so maybe. And then the uh, his buddy beside him is not the character from Ultimate Spider-Man. It's not Genki. It is actually Ned Leeds, a different character, despite the fact mm-hmm. he looks just like Miles Morales' buddy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like, I don't know, it's kind of a, a weird thing going on there because it is obvious. I mean, they cast a guy that looks exactly like Genki and uh, from, you know, Myron Morales' buddy. So it makes you think, well, if it if it can't really be him because the age differences would be way off, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, Miles Morales in this movie would be much younger. I, th- I think Miles would, what, maybe in like elementary school, possibly it, it's two or middle three school. Years. It's, it's not a whole lot, but enough at that age to be, be like 11 or 12. Yeah, exactly. So it would be pretty different. So I guess maybe this is a way of not taking Genki off the table, but still kind of being able to have a spiritual best friend because it, in most of these Spider-Man movies, Peter hasn't, ever really had a best friend that has known his identity i mean that's kind of like the main characteristic i would guess of genki is that he just knows that his friend is spider-man so uh harry osborne you know he's been kind of the friend in the other movies and uh you know he never really knew who spider-man was and when he did it was like a a, a really bad thing so that's kind of um one of the things that we're going to see where ned leads leads to (laughs) yeah exactly so that that was cool uh, something else, uh, I, I saw this before you sent the images over, a couple cameos, if you will. Uh, Bruce Banner is one of the scientists in the classroom on the wall, of the uh-huh. school scientists, and Howard Stark is, I think, in a classroom, or a hallway at, at the school yeah, Peter's going Yeah, he's, a, he's like uh, painted in a mural or something uh, uh-huh. in the back of the hallway, I believe. Yeah, and a couple other Eagle Eye viewers pointed out that the t-shirt um, Peter is wearing... Uh, in a couple, I think one of the scenes with Robert Downey Jr. is the same one, the same design Pepper Potts is wearing in Iron Man 3 whenever she's attacked by the suit when he's dreaming. Huh, all right. Uh, same design. <laughs> Man, people like, really picking up on these things. <laughs> they did. And um, when Robert Downey Jr. is in the car, not giving the hug to Spider-Man, he has his same eyebrows from Civil War. So they're presuming that takes place immediately after Civil War. He's uh-huh. dropping him off after bringing him back from Europe. Oh, gotcha. 
So uh, this movie could take place right after pick up right where Civil War ended, and, and yeah, lead I mean, into that. Yeah, it kind of seems like that would be the appropriate timeline for all of that to happen. Uh, I kind of like the idea of this uh, Spider-Man just kind of being very amateurish. You know, he's only ever been amateurish in the movies uh, for a very brief moment. Like, you know, it's been like a montage. It took a montage to get him to be like the full-fledged superhero, grown-up adult. Uh, but it doesn't look like we're going to go that way. I'm kind of curious how long it's going to take maybe before we see a recast of J. Jonah Jameson or The Bugle. Oh, man, I can't wait for that. That'll be, that'll be <laughs> hard to get used to, but I can't wait. Yeah, it'll be kind of cool to see maybe if maybe they bury the lead and they wait until maybe the end of the trilogy to bring the bugle in just because, you know, you got to find an organic way to bring a high school student into like a, a downtown city paper. So, you know, maybe the way this uh, this uh, uh, aging and schedule is being paced out is maybe by the time the third movie comes along, maybe Peter will be going to college and maybe that will be a little bit more organic for him to start working at the bugle. We'll have to see, but uh, <laughs> it'll be It'll be interesting to see how they can replace a J.K. Simmons because that's going to be really hard. But that's one question that we didn't get answered from the trailer. Definitely not. I also found out a fun fact. Tom Holland enrolled in high school secretly for this role to get used <laughs> to. I don't know if he didn't go to high school or or, or what, I, but he secretly enrolled in the high school to prepare himself for the role. Like, yeah, for the yeah, it makes sense. You know, when you're young and you're an actor, you get taught like on set for classes. So yeah. I guess he got to get a, a better idea of what it's like to go to school with the rest of the kids. Yeah. But he, he, but um, uh, even then, we did get some extra scenes from the international trailer. Yeah, uh, I'm gl- I'm glad the international trailer was not the de facto trailer. That one kind of seemed a little bit more generic. Uh, not as edgy. Didn't it really take any chances on the action scenes rather than the actual like comedy beats mm-hmm. and like character beats that the American one was. So I agree with you there wholeheartedly. Yeah, we kind of just got a couple extra angles of um, Michael Keaton. Not a whole lot more was revealed there, but yeah, definitely seen more action based. But if you kind of want the the real spirit, I think of the movie, you probably want to go with the first trailer, the American trailer, or just watch them both. We don't care. Yeah, of course. Bl- watching both, yeah. <laughs> They're both there. So it, before we wrap this up and move on to an even bigger point, what is your favorite part of the trailer, Mike? If you could pick I, one moment. My, my favorite part of the trailer for sure is the, uh, is the, is the lunch scene with just uh, – with uh, Peter Parker and his not ganky friend uh, just uh, looking over there. It's just really funny. It just shows you that they're still kids, you know, that high school is still really important to them, and he's going to have to juggle all of these things. That's always been the classic uh, Peter Parker problem is juggling life and being a superhero, which, you know, when you're trying to cram all of that into a movie, that usually gets lost very quickly, and we just concentrate on the big baddie. So I'm hoping that we uh, stay true to that kind of feel of just, yeah, he's just a kid. Uh-huh. He just wants he just wants to look at girls. <laughs> now, I would say my favorite part is a part some people kind of gave it some shit for, but whenever he's pulling the boat together at the end. Oh, yeah, classic scene. Uh, a lot of people said, you know, it's like Spider-Man 2 whenever he stops uh-huh. the train, but yep. I mean, that's okay. I mean, it shows he's, despite the fact he is a small kid, he does have a lot of power in him um, Mm -hmm. and strength. And um, I kind of want to see that scene, how that scene plays off in it. I'm really excited to see it. Um, So I think that was my favorite one there, the one that kind of end capped it right Mm -hmm. before. Yeah, that that was really cool. Uh, It'll be interesting to see how that scene plays out because obviously that's a ship and the other one was on a subway train. Yeah. And uh, either way, this I think this movie is going to be great. Yeah, it's this movie is going to be so great, Mike. They've already announced the sequel and the release date for the (laughs) sequel. That's how good it is. That's how you know you got a good trailer. Mm-hmm. And so, Spider-Man is just is stuck to July. He's always been a July guy. Yep. Uh, much much like Star Wars was a May release, and now it's moved to December. So um, so July 5th, 2019, we will be seeing Spider-Man 2, not Spider-Man Homecoming 2, despite the report saying that. It's, it's not going to be Homecoming 2. We all know this. Yeah. So uh, so I, I can't wait. I'm going to have to update our superhero slate upcoming release calendar as soon as we get off this because that was a very unexpected surprise announcement today or this week from from sony and marvel Mm -hmm. so there we go spider-man homecoming trailer blew us off our feet as you can tell from how long we talked about it for sure (laughs) uh another thing i'm gonna keep bringing up every week i can the inhumans mike we uh we got some news that uh scott buck the showrunner for iron fist is the showrunner for the show 
Yeah, I think that is good news. Uh, these showrunners that are working on these Netflix shows are uh, entrusted with a lot of uh, serious uh, material. These uh, Netflix shows have a lot of uh, groundedness to them, but they're also part of this uh, darker part of the Marvel Universe. And I think when a showrunner is moved from something like that to an ABC show, I think that's only good news, uh, showing that like, hey, we're not just going to hire in some uh, some noobs. Uh, this is going to be a, a Netflix guy, and I like that. Yeah, and uh, you know uh, they must really like what he's done with Iron Fist so far, so that actually gives me even more confidence in Iron Fist coming up this March. So um, definitely looking forward to, to see what he does come September and a lot more probably casting announcements at the beginning of the year. So we'll mm-hmm. keep our fingers crossed. Are you familiar with the Marvel character man thing? I ha- I am familiar. He, he had a movie on sci-fi actually in 2005 that, <laughs> that starred um, the girl who played Hellcat in the, uh, or Patsy Walker in the Jessica Jones uh, mm-hmm. show. Uh, but R.L. Stein is actually going to pin the Man Thing series for Marvel coming up later next year. R.L. Stein from the creator of Goosebumps himself. That's yep. pretty. That must be. Uh, that must be pretty exciting for some people out there. I I wasn't a diehard Goosebumps fan, but I know plenty of people were, and I remember. I've I've a funny Goosebumps memory of. Uh, the Goosebumps had movies on, I believe, Nickelodeon back in the day, and they were kind of scary little movies for kids. But when the movies were coming out, this was the first time the um, TV rating system was released. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. You remember back in the day before TV shows were rated, before they came on? Uh, uh, now they were, and I remember, I think this one w- was rated for like s- ages seven and up, and I think I was like s- maybe six years old at the time, so b- when it like came on, I remember going up to my dad and asking permission if I could watch it, because I was like, Dad, this says it's for seven and up, and I don't know if I'm allowed to watch it or not, and he looked at me like, yeah, you can go watch it, I don't care, <laughs> so <laughs> that's my that's my R.L. Stein Goosebumps uh, story. That that's that's awesome. The only thing I know about that the there was a, the show with a bunch of different episodes was it actually had a Ryan Gosling in an episode oh, and wow. Hayden Christensen in another episode uh, way back when. So uh, definitely, I mean, everyone has a history with Goosebumps. It seems like, um, and while I probably won't pick up the series, I do think you know getting authors to write comic books is a, a big trend right now, and uh, definitely a big push for Man Thing that we may see. Uh, maybe pop into the cinematic universe eventually if all these supernatural things keep playing out the way they do. Ooh, so excited. Yes. I'm also excited for Star Wars Rogue One, Mike. Uh, I'm just going to jump isn't? into it. Uh, who isn't? This weekend, this coming Friday or Thursday night, if you're lucky enough to get your tickets early, Star Wars, or I guess Rogue One, a Star Wars story, will be out in theaters, and we will have watched it, and I am excited. Are you excited? It sounds like you oh. are excited. Oh yeah, the premiere uh, happened in Hollywood this weekend. Uh, I wasn't anywhere near the action, but our friend of the show, Quentin Parker, had yep. walked by it several times. He sent us some pictures of some of the of the the, the decorations outside on the street. Yeah, the, sh- uh, the, the where the shuttle was, he could have just hopped on and, and went and joined them. <laughs> yeah, I saw some. Uh, I saw some Snapchats and Instagram stories of some more famous people that I follow on the internet that were at the Rogue One premiere. I was very jealous. There was a uh, like life sized, fully accurate Tie Fighters at the like after party for the movie, and it's just like, oh man, I wish I could have been there. I wish I could have been where the people are. Uh, but we'll be there Thursday night, getting ready to talk about Rogue One, and our spoiler cast will be dropping next week. So if you want to know everything about the movie and what we thought about it, tune in next week. Yes, yes. Are you interested to hear what people said about the movie, Mike? Or do you want to go uh, blind? Y- you know, you know. I want to go <laughs> blind. I, I, I would assume. It's good news, but I don't want to know the specifics. Okay. All right. I also have a tidbit about the trailers. If you, uh, if anyone ever wants to know about the trailers, that was really kind of interesting. I don't think it ruins the movie, uh, but um, if anybody wants to know, let me know. Mike, if you want to know, let me know now or forever hold your peace. Uh, give me the tidbit. Sure. Give me a little bit. Most of the, a lot of footage from the trailers is not in the final movie. Oh, all right. Well, so we're we, actually going to be even more blind going in. So <laughs> well, that's that. awesome. That's yeah. what I like to know. So I, I think I thought that was a cool bit because most of the time, you know, um, that's that's like a bad sign. But I don't know. We're gonna have to see. I'm really excited to see what Rogue One brings to us uh, come Thursday night. So uh, we'll we'll let you guys know next week with our spoiler cast. Speaking of Star Wars, uh, Episode Eight 
a lot of news is going to come out of it. We might get a title very soon. We're about we're coming up on it being a year away, and uh, the rumor right now, I guess not rumor, but the reports are. Uh, Supreme Leader Snoke is going to be more animatronic and prosthetics in the sequel than he was in the first one. Hmm. So that really makes me think that Snoke is going to be a large statured creature then. You know, we don't really know. We've only seen him in the hologram, but the hologram was really cool because it was very large. And uh, I, I like that. I like the idea of the bad guy almost kind of being like a towering giant. I think that could make for a really cool action scene. Uh, maybe at, at the end of the trilogy where they have to go fight him with lightsabers and they're jumping all around trying to kill him. I think that could be cool. So it makes me think if they're bringing in more animatronics, uh, maybe he is going to be kind of a, a towering uh, beast of a person. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I mean, I think to me, I think they said he was supposed to be like seven or eight feet tall. So uh, I definitely want to see, like you said, a, a big bad guy, not just another human-sized bad guy kind of going against another human-sized bad guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but another rumor that's going around, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this is very, very false, is that the title for episode eight is going to be called "Forces of Destiny." Uh. <laughs> so exactly. So to me, that sounds like a Star Wars mobile game or a video yeah. game. Yeah, it does kind of sound like that. But the only reason they've said that is because this was a, a trademark they registered in Europe. Uh, uh, okay. Um, so can cover anything from toys to clothing, and I'm pretty sure it's just going to be like a game or like a kid's thing or something like that. But uh, if you hear yeah, reports and, saying that's the title, really, it's not. Yeah, and it really makes me wonder if they're going to put the word force in the second movie again, you know, Force Awakens, Forces of Destiny, it makes me think that they're going to try to hit on a theme and try to put force in every title of every movie, and I, I just don't see them doing that. Well, they never, I, I mean, I think other than clones, it's never been plural. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's always the force, and Forces of Destiny, they, they never say there's destiny, I, even though it's implied. I just think that's too on the nose. And not what they're going to go for. I, I really look forward to Star Wars 8. And uh, if that's the title, I think we're just going to have to sit it out, Mike. We're just gonna have to I think it. they're just going to call it the 8th one. Star yeah, Wars the Star eighth Wars one. 8. The 8th. That's right. <laughs> With a little 8 in the upper, like a, like a you know, when you multiply things. <laughs> so that's what we're going to go with. The movie Logan comes out in March. Another thing I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, uh, let's not year. forget about that little movie. Yes, uh, a, a new photo from the movie has revealed that Richard E. Grant is the character Xander Rice and not Mr. Sinister or Nathaniel Essex that we know of. Hmm. I mean, we, we've we kind of been getting uh, opposing uh, reports for if Mr. Sinister is going to end up popping up in this movie. I really hope he is. I'm kind of curious how they're going to translate his comic book design to the big screen. I think uh-huh. they... I think it could be really maybe like really creepy, really gnarly, really badass. So I'm hoping Sinister does still pop up in this movie. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Mr. Sinister would be a great X-Men villain. I think that's something they've kind of missed out on so far. Um, but uh, uh, this character, uh, Xander Rice, actually like worked on the original Weapon X project. And uh, I think he had some of the um, part of like creating X-23. So, uh, I mean, I think that's just... He's going to play the character he was in the books rather than, than what we have. So, that's nothing really new. But something else I heard this week, they've previewed the first 40 minutes to the press. Jeez, week. 40 minutes? What? <laughs> like, why don't you just show them the whole movie? What's going on there? I, I don't know. I think I think it's because they've not really... They waited really late in the year to promote this movie for when it comes out. And uh, they, they just wanted to go all out, man. And... Um, I don't know if you want to know reactions or not. I know how you are, but I I think, to me, if they show 40 minutes of the movie, I think they're very proud of it and ready to, to sell it to us. So. Yeah, I mean, I would think so. Yeah, this movie is coming up soon. I would think once we get on the other side of Rogue One, which is basically taking up all of the, the movie media news right now, uh, they'll just have to go full tilt into Logan because they're going to have to get a lot of uh, momentum behind it because there's going to be all this Oscar talk about films in general. So they're going to have to make sure they can get eyes lasered focused on Logan, I guess. Yeah, uh, my, my thing, I didn't realize how close we are actually to the upcoming Super Bowl, Mike, because uh, I want to start guessing what Super Bowl trailers are coming out. I think Logan uh, would be a good one. Yeah, I think that would it, it would be timed really, really well. 
Yeah, yeah, I agree. So um, if you guys want to know the Logan press reactions, you know how to message me. I'm going to leave him blank for Mike so he he's not swayed either way. Uh, but we definitely are looking forward to Logan regardless of, of what everybody else says. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, another report for the New Mutants movie, I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago with the animatic being leaked, uh, that it is confirmed to be filming in May 2017. All right, so it sounds like Fox kind of understands maybe a direction that they want to head. Uh, it doesn't seem like there's going to be any more X-Men movies, I guess. I guess they lean into the new Mutants title, and hopefully that kind of maybe clears up their universe, because I it seems like with Kevin Feige basically saying that like the X-Men are not going to be coming to Marvel very definitively, uh, I think maybe they're just going to hopefully carry new Mutants and uh, Deadpool on their roster, and then maybe after a couple years, when things kind of calm down and settle down, they bring in some new talent, then maybe we get like a new X-Men, like X-Men, A New Hope or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely. I mean, A New Hope with, you know, like Cable and stuff like that would be cool if he doesn't, you know, show up in Deadpool. Uh, but I I mean, New Mutants, that's cool. I mean, I'm glad they're kind of leaning into, like you said, these other properties, these smaller characters, these smaller stories. Because I think Apocalypse is too big. And yeah, and, and it seems like um, New Mutants will probably anchor them to the current timeline like they did with Deadpool. So we're going to bring things back to this century, uh, this current timeline. So uh, we'll leave those older dated X-Men in the past, I guess. I mean, I guess I'm kind of curious what all those contracts are going to do with all those new people that they hired, you know, to play Jean Grey and Scott. I guess maybe they'll just let them expire and just so, say, hey. So there is one way they could do this. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me, it's something they did in the comics uh, a couple of years ago that's been working is um, Beast brought the original X-Men to the future to help them solve, like, prevent a problem that was going to happen in the past. Uh, uh, more time travel. <laughs> I don't know if more time travel is, is Fox's answer with uh well, this would actually be bringing them physically into the now, whereas the other one was just we sent Logan's mind back, kind of like, I guess, kind of like the Assassin's Creed movie is going to do. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, that's just, I, I mean, I know it's not a great answer, but if they wanted to bring those people, you know, 20 years, 30 years forward, that's one way to do it uh, by keeping them look the same age as well. But yeah, I guess who knows when we'll get to that point, really. So, oh, well, New Mutants, we're excited for it. Now we're going to talk about another trailer we got this week, and Mike was really looking forward to this one last week, I think, and we didn't get it till after we st- stopped recording, but The Mummy's first trailer dropped last week, uh, mm-hmm. last Sunday evening, and what do you think, Mike? I don't think we've talked about this all week. This is basically a Mission Impossible with a mummy, so uh, the, 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 the trailer is almost more of like a long extended scene uh, of them in an airplane or something along those lines. Um, we don't really get a whole lot of supernatural stuff going on here. We get kind of the same amount of mummy as we got in the teaser trailer, maybe one other extra glimpse of it. So it it seems just like Tom Cruise being Tom Cruise and there happens to be a mummy in his movie. And I'm not necessarily saying that's a bad thing either. Um, Like, I like the Mission Impossible movies. They're they're good blockbuster films. Uh, They're they're competently made. So um, I think maybe throwing in a supernatural aspect of it could be pretty cool. And, you know, this is supposed to launch a whole franchise with other monsters in it. So I'm hoping this this goes really well. I, I think... The the supernatural carryover into the other monster movies might be Tom Cruise himself. Because I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, okay, so if this is a, a monster universe and they're going to combine all of these movies maybe into a penultimate monster movie, aren't all the monsters going to have to stay alive to come back? So I'm just like, I guess at the end of the movie, he can't really officially beat the mummy because the mummy is going to need to come back, so I guess maybe it's just a temporarily a temporary defeat, or maybe since Tom Cruise kind of comes back to life in the trailer, maybe he's like. the supernatural component that carries through. I don't know. So I thought about that the other day. I was like, well, they they're kind of trying to bring all these villains together. I I don't know, but um, I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah, I, I mean, it definitely looks generic, if I will, um, kind of like a Mission Impossible trailer. Uh, because I think this is a lot at the beginning of the movie. We don't see a lot of, you know, the the end of the movie, I guess, uh, or, or big action pieces. Uh, but 
yeah, I guess you're right. How do they do the monsters die, or is there like a bigger monster pulling the strings behind all this, and that's what they have to team up to take down? I'm not sure. Uh, but I did forget Russell Crowe was in this, and he is playing Doctor Jekyll uh, and Mister Hyde in this universe, which definitely adds another twist to it of how they're bringing in someone else already uh, from that universe. So I'm I can go either way really on the mummy. I'm gonna see it just to see how they do it. Uh, but other than that, I. I've got nothing to say either way, really. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think we are going to need to see another trailer because uh, I, I want to see some more of this mummy. I kind of like the design, the kind of like the four irises and the eyeball is kind of cool. So uh, uh, we'll have to see how that works out. That's great you mentioned the design because the original design actually looked like the apocalypse at the end of Days of Future Past, according to the director. Oh, I'm glad it didn't go that way. So uh, they actually had to they changed the gender and how she looks based on that actual design that ended. Uh, from Days of Future Past. So uh, because of the end of that movie, they had to tweak this one. So I think, you know, again, being work inside, working outside the box gave us something, you know, I think we're, we're going to enjoy a little more. Yeah, I, I think that, and I think this could be a fun franchise. Uh, I, I hope it, it works out well for them. This isn't, when this was announced and we talked about this back uh, uh, a few months back, uh, this this was something that intrigued me. Usually when these things uh, get announced of big franchises, I'm just like, oh, they really don't need to make that. They don't need to turn that into a franchise, but I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, I think as long as we don't take it too seriously, I think it's going to be great. Like, we can't, uh-huh. we can't go in expecting, you know, Godfather-style work on these movies. So. <laughs> um, another question that came up is the movie Dracula Untold, which was done by Universal several years ago. Um, mm-hmm. And it is not in this monster universe. It was supposed to originally start it off, but the bad reception made them want to st- kick that out and start with the mummy and, and start. It's over. a smart. Idea. I don't even remember that movie, so I think that's a good idea. Yeah, it's it's much like what they did with DC did with Green Lantern, wanting to kick off the DC universe, and the, the reception were like, no, we'll we'll start with Man of Steel later. So I <laughs> uh, don't know how that worked out for him yet. <laughs> Uh, Jurassic World 2 is coming our way. I'm really excited to hear more about this and see when it's landing. Uh, I, I think we, we liked the first one, right? I, I believe yeah, we did. Yeah, we liked it. It was a fun ride. It was. The director for Jurassic World 2, uh, J.A. Bayona, I think his name? I don't, I don't know. It's he's adding more animatronics to the film, hence the larger budget, uh, which I think is a great move because I, you could tell the CGI actually very much so in the first one. Yeah, it definitely. I remember when the first trailer came out uh, for Jurassic World, and it and we saw that it was being made by that new studio, Legendary. I was like, yeah, this very much feels like a Legendary property now. So maybe they'll kind of bring it back to its roots a little bit, make it feel a little bit more uh, uh, grounded. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, other than that, I mean, I think animatronics. That's a great way to go. Like, I mean, we talked about it earlier with Supreme Leader Snoke. Great, good move. You guys do it. Just. You know, don't hold it up like a Sesame Street puppet and say it's a dinosaur because then then we'll know. Then we'll know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fall TV ended this week, Mike. Uh, I, I don't know how many of those episodes you caught this week, uh, but uh, Fall TV definitely ended. Uh, we were gonna talk about the um, the invasion crossover this week. Do you still feel like it? I think we got a lot too little too much to cover here. Um, yeah, I I, 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 want, I think I kind of want to give us a little bit more time to, to yeah. go through that stuff. And, of course, uh, in the TV world, there's so much good stuff out there to watch, uh, like Westworld, which is going to take you a good 10 hours to get through if you haven't started yet. So we have a, we have a little plan here at the end of the year to kind of uh, uh, wrap up the whole year as a mm-hmm. whole. So uh, I think we're going to I think we're going to throw it in there. Yeah. So uh, Fall TV is, has ended for the most part. Catch up on all your shows. Uh, while you can, before you, you get in your holiday festivities, you know, tweet us, write us on Facebook, email us, I don't care. Tell us your favorite shows this year, so far. Um, like Mike said, Westworld, big favorite, big, huge favorite. Um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with Ghost Rider, awesome. Uh, you know, did you like the Invasion crossover, which we're going to talk about, which I did watch those. I, I, did, I did end up watching them, so uh, no thanks to the CW app on my Apple TV. That thing was shit. <laughs> oh, no. So, uh Dig, dig, get it done. So let us know, and we'll, and we'll cover it at the uh, in, in another episode. We're going to talk about later at the end of the show. So uh, we we don't want to say we're forgetting it. We just gotta we gotta watch our time here because we still got a lot more to cover. Looking at these notes, 
Yeah, let's get into it. Yes, another TV show coming up next year is Powerless. We talked about it at the beginning of the show. Do you remember Powerless, Mike? We've talked about it several times. <laughs> Vaguely, this was uh, is this the the D the DC uh, or the Marvel people that don't have superpowers and cleaning up stuff? I don't remember. No, you're th- you're thinking of uh, Damage Control from Marvel where they clean up stuff. This is mm-hmm. the uh, Vanessa Hudgens, Alan Tudyk, Danny uh, Pudi yeah. show about the insurance claims uh, uh-huh. people. So, Powerless has a release date, uh, February 2nd at 8.30 p.m. on NBC, and the new synopsis has been released, and it actually has changed the show a little bit. The huh. the show is now um, actually uh, is not more on insurance. It's based on the research and development department of Wayne Security, a subsidiary of Wayne Enterprises. Oh, wow. Well, I think that's kind of a, an interesting crossover. Yeah. So, um, I mean, we've seen the trailer, and, you know, I've seen a little bit, a lot, it was a long trailer, and they were like, well, you can't just take the insurance away from these people, such and such. And now it's a whole change. So, I'm just going to read this off a little bit here. Uh, this Wayne Enterprises specializes in products that make defenseless bystanders feel safer and full of confidence and big ideas. Emily, played by Vanessa Hudgens, learns that her expectations far exceed those of her new boss and office mate, so she has to lead the team towards their full potential and realization you don't need superpowers to be a hero. So I think that changes the dynamic quite a bit, and I, I'm, I'm still on board, to be honest. Yeah, it makes me wonder if they're going to like try to remove and take down and disown that first trailer, because it seems like they've reworked their way away from it. So I guess this is going to be kind of an interesting scenario where they dropped a trailer a little too soon. Yeah, uh, or I guess, I mean, maybe a lot of people weren't reacting, and this is like, hey, we have to adjust if we're, we want to keep the show alive. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm, I'm good for it, because, I mean, I, again, Alan Tudyk is in Rogue One later this week. Uh, you're you're a big fan of Danny Pudi, so, you know, mm-hmm. uh, lots of lots of great things, lots of great things lining up for that show, so we'll, we'll let you know how it goes uh, in February. Also in February is a show I'm looking forward to, uh, Legion on FX. Uh, uh-huh. It's coming out February 8th on FX, so same week as Powerless. Um, I now have a, a, a system called DirecTV Now where I can watch TV live, and FX is one of my channels. So I'm looking forward to watching FX, uh, the show on FX. Um, the trailer that announces, I don't know how this show is going to be presented to us, is, is my biggest concern, but also has me intrigued the most. Yeah, the the trailer is really really cool. I love the the vibe that they're setting up and the tone of it, and it it just seems like it's going to be really well made. It seems like it's almost going to be uh, a unique show that we haven't gotten before. But at the same time, you can watch this whole trailer, and if you don't pay attention to maybe the little tiny X Men logo that they put uh, in the in like the title card, you have no idea this is a Marvel property or. A, or an X-Men property. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing that maybe they're like saying like, oh, we can make a whole TV show that's going to be awesome and we don't even need to ground it in the merits of Marvel. We don't even need a Marvel audience to make this good. It's just going to stand on its own. Uh, but maybe it's just like, hey, if you're making an X-Men TV show and this is going to be like the first good TV show in a while for the X-Men, it'd be kind of cool if maybe we could say the word X-Men in it or mutant. Yeah. Well, especially, you know, seeing as it leads, you know, Logan is the month after it. Uh, like, mm-hmm. it's got it's got good audience tie-in, good good brand recognition in that month. So, I don't know. Um, it, it definitely looks visually interesting. It looks like there's a bit of a lot. It's, it's just a straight drama show. There's going to be lots of camera effects and visual, I guess, mind fuckery going on in the show. And, and I'm really intrigued to see how that plays out. Uh, I, I like a good show that makes you think, if you will. So, uh, are you are you gonna watch it, Mike? I, I, uh, I haven't. Asked uh, you of course, yeah. I'm gonna give it a shot. Why not? All right, there we go. Two people on board for Legion. <laughs> a show Mike doesn't watch is called Doctor Who. In case you didn't, uh, yeah. Uh, Chastise me if you will. That's okay. Everyone, there's you have to pick and choose what you watch, Mike. There is just so much now. You can't watch it all. I understand. Uh, but the Christmas special for Doctor Who, which arrives duh on Christmas Day. Uh, actually uh, is focusing on a superhero character for the first time ever. And that superhero character, I think, is called The Ghost, and he's played by uh, Justin Chatwin of Dragon Ball Evolution fame, if you will. <laughs> uh, fame. I think you need to put quotations around that word. Oh, uh, yeah. I am. I'm air-quoting. You just can't see it. So, <laughs> um, so 
for those interested in Doctor Who or not interested in Doctor Who or maybe on the fence, this might be a good place to jump in. The Christmas specials usually stand on their own a little bit. They're they're not bogged down by, you know, what happened in the last episode or what's happening in the next episode. And this is the only Doctor Who episode of 2016. So uh, I definitely, I'm going to watch it, see what it's about. Um, but uh, I just thought the superhero aspect was uh, something interesting for Doctor Who to use because I've never seen them do it before. So, hmm. Well, maybe you know, maybe if I'm bored, I'll give it a I'll give it a watch. Well, uh, I I hope maybe you do one day, Mike. I think I think it's a show you guys might enjoy over there. <laughs> Something that me and Mike both enjoy that we didn't know for a long time is Attack on Titan, the anime oh, series. That weird, that weird ass show. <laughs> Very much so. Uh, did you watch it with subtitles or English dub, Mike? I forget. Uh, un- unfortunately, I I don't know if I ranted about it on this show, but I've definitely ranted to people before. I hate subtitles. I like. I understand that there's a lot of weebos out there that like to watch anime in its pure form, but I need it in English because I cannot keep up with all the craziness that's going on on the screen if I have to read subtitles. Okay, did you watch it with subtitles or? Yes, yeah, so to answer your questions, okay. I had to watch it with subtitles because I can't find the English <laughs> dub anywhere. Okay, so I did too because it was what's on Netflix, and yeah, I, I didn't know if there was an English dub at that t- time or not. Uh, so I, I watched it all with subtitles, and it's hard because I, I sometimes I get distracted. I'm doing something else. I, I miss what they're saying because I'm not reading the screen. So I, I get your point. But the season two has been acquired by Funimation, the distribution rights, and will be landing in April 2017. So that means we should get an English dub in April of, the, of this coming year, Mike, of season two. Let's let's hope so. Uh, it sounds like we're we're getting on the hype train back there in, oh, yeah. in your backyard. Yeah. So the, uh, uh, hype train all aboard! Choo choo. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, but I'll I'll just re- I'll just reiterate the 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 good part about Attack on Titan was it was such a, 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 a original interesting concept. I guess original in the fact that it's in this kind of medieval time era. There's always been like uh, big things attacking uh, smaller cities before. Uh, but yeah, the the creatures are really really weird. There seems to be a lot of mystery wrapped around in it. I hate pretty much all of the characters, but I like the action and I like the uh, the weirdness of it. So maybe if they double down on that in season two, I'll like it even more. Yeah, I mean, I think season one, it didn't expect to be a hit. And, and you know, they just kind of went with it. So uh, maybe with a lot of uh, more pressure and more money behind them, they could do you know a better season. So I, I'm on board. I'm going to watch it. Uh, maybe try to find an, an English dub to catch up on to refresh myself before before we get there. So Yeah, that'd be, that'd be nice. It's true. Uh, Alien Covenant is on its way, and uh, the first trailer, which we don't have, but was shown to audiences this weekend. There must have been some event somewhere where all these press got to watch all this movie stuff. Uh, mm. They showed the trailer, and it's more of an Alien 1 and 2 vibe than a Prometheus vibe, is what they said. So, Well, since the Prometheus vibe would mean nothing in the movie would make any sense, I think it. I think it's a good idea to give it an alien vibe. They're really trying to distance themselves from that word Prometheus. Yeah, I, I think so too. And uh, either either way, uh, there they did mention a lot of blood and gore and dismemberments and aliens popping out of bodies uh, Ooh, in this exciting. trailer. So uh, I think they're, if it's a horror alien movie, man, I'm on board. I'm I'm fully on board with this, and there might be a surprise casting in it too. If you if you want to know, let me know. I'll tell you. Ooh, actually, yeah, just tell me. <laughs> James Franco, James Franco might be in Alien Covenant. Ooh, cool. So we like the Frank. We like the Franco over here at the Superhero Slate. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess so. Uh, he was in Spider Man before before anyone actually knew who he was. So <laughs> let's let's not forget that. Uh, another trailer uh, that came out this week kind of took me off guard. War. For the Planet of the Apes landed. This is the third Planet of the Apes movies. Actually, the first one starred James Franco. Look at that. Ties right into it. <laughs> uh, the third Planet of the Apes movies. Uh, the first one I heard is good. The second one I heard was even better. This third one looks balls to the wall crazy, and I'm on board. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a really it's a really crazy uh, franchise that they have going. Uh, the first one, yeah, I think like you said, they do get better with each movie. Uh, my only hope is that they don't make too many of these. Uh, it's kind of weird. Uh, it would be nice to have like a, a trilogy, but I, I haven't seen any sort of marketing or language saying that this is the end of the story. So it seems like we're going to be getting more of them. So I just hope they don't they don't wring it dry too much because there's only so many movies you can make with uh, with apes killing humans. So I have a feeling that maybe there's going to be four, possibly five, but um, 
they've been good so far. I, I'm kind of curious if they're going to the penultimate goal of what all of these uh, Apes movies usually are, whether it's the remake from a while ago or the classic movie. Are there apes actually going to take over the planet? Maybe this one will go a little bit further and maybe have the humans actually win. I, I don't I don't know. Maybe it's going to bring it full circle. We'll have to see. Uh, I didn't know this because it's been so long since I've seen the first one. Uh, not the original, but the first one from this new trilogy was, I guess, the spaceship that originally gets lost in the classic story of Planet of the Apes and goes forward in the future. I think it's called the Icarus or something, but I guess there's some sort of like news report or Easter egg in the first movie that's saying it's lost in space. So I guess they are kind of setting that up as a time travel type deal. So I don't know. It, it's it's cool. The action's really great. Um, it's cool to see these apes slowly get smarter and develop a society. So I, I'm down for this one. And the trailer was cool too. The trailer was really sweet. Yeah, you'll have to forgive me here. I'm, I'm coughing up a storm. Um, <clears throat> we're just we're just glad that you even made it here, Chris. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so uh, there were five original Planet of the Apes movies to be in. Yeah, but that being said, the trailer looked great. I'm really excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, the visual effects always look awesome in these movies. So I'm down for some more Planet of the Apes. I'm. All, I think the most thing i'm curious about is what they're going to be titling these movies because i'm always curious how they're going to massage these titles in uh but yeah i'm down for the i'm down for the apes man i'm down for the apes yeah and woody harrelson looks like a great villain as well just to Mm -hmm. to point that out so uh or is he the villain or is he the good guy for the humans i don't know oh the humans are always the bad people in these movies (laughs) that's how that's how they're written we know it oh well well instead of time traveling from the future let's go back to the past with assassin's creed Oh, the the movie that I totally forgot was coming out this year. <laughs> I know it's. Uh, I think it's Christmas. Is it? I believe. Um, the last trailer for this is probably the only one that's gotten me excited for the film. Oh, really? It, it's funny. It did the opposite for me. It got me less excited. Really? Why? Why is that? You- I think it's just be. I think it's just because. It just seems generic. Like I, we're we've thrown we're actually throwing this word around a lot. Generic with a lot of these trailers we're seeing, and I guess it made Spider-Man: Homecoming feel more refreshing. But you know, when you get into these later trailers for movies, you start to get more specific with the plot, and they're talking about some sort of egg thing, and it just seems kind of weird. And they they try to make it a point where they keep flashing the name of the actors on the screen: Academy Award winner, Academy Award winner, Academy Award winner. And I was just like. Well, that's great and all, but this trailer doesn't really make the movie feel special yet. Uh, so I, I don't, I don't know. I'm really, I'm concerned. I think what I told you earlier this week is this seemed like a movie that came out in October that everyone already forgot about, but it actually hasn't come out yet. So I, we were kind of hoping, we were putting a lot of pressure on this movie, hoping that it could bring the video game movie to the forefront, but. Uh, I'm crossing my fingers like like the trailer bashed us over the head with. There's a lot of good people in the movie, so I'm hoping it works out. But I feel like I kind of already know what's going to happen in the movie. So Yeah, so for this one, I guess maybe because I've played the games a little more, this one is more of a video game. The More the video game trailer for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and is more, I guess, more reaching towards me then uh, as, as the audience because it shows that the, the um, Apple of Eden, I believe is what it's called. Um, oh, I think I said egg, but apple, whatever. It's a ball thingy. Yeah, so, I mean, that's that's a big part of the video games. Um, some of the uh, moves that they do are in the video games. I, I just think it was maybe I was the audience for it, maybe not you. So maybe the first ones were for, for, for people who didn't know, and now they're for, more yeah. for the video game people. So Yeah, just all, all the trailers have just been really oddly stylized uh-huh. to just be some sort of balls-to-the-wall action just weird kind of toned hip-hop music in some of the trailers and it's just like that's just not what i think when i think assassin's creed so uh i I, i'm gonna i don't think we're gonna spoiler cast this movie but we're gonna we're gonna see it and hopefully give you guys impressions because we're we're really pulling for the the future of video game movies here yeah this was gonna i guess make or break it and probably probably not make it to be honest (laughs) um fast and the furious movies mike how many of these have you seen uh okay, I've seen the first one. Okay. I th- I think I think I've seen the second one. Uh, I think I saw the Tokyo Drift one, and then there's a big gap in the middle. I didn't see any of those movies, and then I saw like the last one. I uh, so I've seen like half of them, I think. Okay, so you seen? Th- it sounds like four out of seven. I've seen the first two that I know of. Um, 
The next one apparently is called The Fate of the Furious, and this is a play on F8 for Fast 8. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's the news I had. There's supposed to be a trailer dropping today, but it's not live by the time we recorded. So I just wanted to share that the title was The Fate of the Furious with, with everybody before we got to that point. So I guess we'll cover the trailer next week. Yeah, we'll let you know. Yeah, definitely. Transformers The Last Night got its first trailer, as it threatened to do earlier this week. <laughs> um, I hate to say it, but I enjoyed the trailer. What? Man, I, we are so split this week. Yeah, so I know this movie's going to suck dick. It's going to be <laughs> awful, but I, I liked the trailer. Oh, no, I hated I hated the trailer. I was waiting until we talked about this so I could really bring in, really nail down the word generic again. You can watch this trailer and you really have no idea what makes this movie any different from any of the other Transformers movie. I guess the one thing that kind of stands out at the very end, Optimus Prime kind of goes bad for a second, but who knows? I mean, these things are made out of metal and they're basically like robots, so it could be some sort of software hack or something that makes Optimus Prime go bad. I mean, this is called The Last Night with a K, you know, you're kind of expecting some sort of like maybe like seeing like a transform in like medieval armor or something like that there's kind of like a glimpse of a sword for like a second but there's nothing that makes this stand out which is really really bad considering the robot designs don't really stand out in general it just seems like shards of metal stuck together that kind of look like a robot so nothing really seemed unique about this movie you just get a little bit more mark Wahlberg. there's like another there's a couple flashes of some pretty faces in there uh robots rolling around i, I this is nothing about this got me excited. I think some people thought that um, what's the big planet looking Unicron. transform Unicron. Some said that they thought Unicron might have been in there for a glimpse, but I don't care because we just we didn't see Unicron transform or anything. I mean, this movie is going to make a fuck ton of money overseas because that's how these movies work. But yeah, n- the most unique thing about this trailer was the font treatment on the title. Make that's the only thing that makes it a little different. So. What? Why did you? I'm curious. What made it look better to you? So, to me, Transformers have always been one of those things where I can just turn off and watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also just finished watching Westworld with Anthony Hopkins starring in the role. So, with Anthony Hopkins narrating this, I'm already in trance <laughs> because of everything he did in Westworld. Right. Uh-huh. So that was that was my first problem because uh, we just got out of the finale. Um, it's it's good to see if anything at least Josh Duhamel returning like so it's not a complete disconnect from the old ones but mm-hmm. I think more so it shows Optimus Prime in space uh, there's that there's a lot of mystery it looks like he's going to Cybertron at one point and and the idea of Unicron coming there's a lot of Transformers I guess um, fanboy moments in there really now. While I did see a two-headed dragon looks like flying around at the beginning, a Transformer, I want to see the Dinobots. I want to see what's going on. It looks like Bumblebee may get killed, uh, which would be okay with me, really. He doesn't do anything else other than make face <laughs> yeah, but, sad but, faces. Yeah, but, but then at the same time, they try to show you in the trailer that like Optimus Prime is like theoretically dead. And then, um, what, what's the bad guy's name again? Megatron. Uh, uh, Megatron, yeah. Megatron supposedly died at one point. So I, even if someone died, I, I wouldn't believe it would last at any point in time. The, the only good Transformer movies was the first one. And some people might be divisive on this, but I liked Shia LaBeouf. He was funny. I liked, I liked the moments where he made me laugh. So <laughs> that's what I want when, when I go to a Transformers movie. I want someone in the movie going to be charismatic because you got to carry around these monsters, these giant robot monsters somehow. Yeah, so, I mean, um, definitely, I mean, I mean, it, it can go either way. The movie's, movie's not going to be anything to write home about, but if, if I was to describe uh, a, a movie franchise that is the ultimate zone-out, brain-dead zombie eat popcorn and bad food at a movie theater and I don't care if anyone's on their phone the whole time that is Transformers to me yeah I mean that's I guess that's a that's a a way to sell it (laughs) that is that is the ultimate movie going experience in my book if I just don't care maybe I'll go maybe I'll go see a, a reclining theater oh maybe that might be the best way to do it because I'm very afraid that it will distract me or I will fall asleep during so um this movie also sets up the future films and spinoffs, so we don't know how 
we probably will not do a spoiler cast on this if Mike, you know, doesn't want to. Yeah, nah, we're not really Transformers guys. Yeah, the last one I wanted to shoot myself through myself halfway in so uh <laughs> definitely don't want to bring that up again so we'll, yeah we'll not talk about that however you did mention this is called the last night has something to do with arthurian times and so on and so forth there is a arthur movie coming out king arthur movie um next year with the uh, the guy from pacific rim i think it's charlie hunnam uh, yeah and it has been moved from march 24th to may set 12th of 2017 which puts it right up against Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Now, this is absolutely shocking to me because the trailer for this Arthur movie is out. It's been out for a while. You know, it wasn't necessarily a big deal when it dropped just because this isn't, you know, there's really nothing to get excited about with this movie, you know, King Arthur movie. Uh, the trailer does not sell me on it. This this very much looks like a movie that is going to be um, a big stinker and is going to lose a lot of money for the studio. So I am uh, shocked that they're moving it from March to May and putting it up against Guardians of the Galaxy 2, which is going to absolutely crush it. So I don't know what the hell they're thinking, but uh, <laughs> this will be fun to see how it works. Yeah, I, I definitely... Um I, why would they do this? Uh, I mean, <laughs> Guy Ritchie is not a bad director. I mean, he, he he the more money he has, the worse he does. It seems, um, mm-hmm. but I do enjoy his Sherlock films. You know, they're they're fun. Uh, one of his early movies, Snatch, is one of my favorite movies to watch. Uh, but putting it up against Guardians of the Galaxy, like why? What? Or I guess Guardians is the week before. This is the week after. Uh, since Guardians is the first week of May. So, Either way, I, I will put money down that the second weekend of Guardians yeah. does way better than the first weekend of King Arthur, Legend yeah, of the Sword. Exactly. So, I, I don't know. March was a great weekend, w- great month. I don't know. I mean, other than Beauty and the Beast, it, so I, there's no good There's no good weekend in, in 2017. This movie was going to fail no matter where they were. <laughs> so, oh, Doesn't well. have a shot. Nope. Another movie, I think it's coming out this year. I don't remember. Uh, Power uh, Next year. Next year. Or 2017. I'm sorry, 2017. Uh, They have um, (coughs) a new look at the Zords for Power Rangers? Yeah, it looks like we've got a... It was uh, actually March 24th. It was uh, supposed to go up against Power Rangers. Oh, well, I I think it should go back to that weekend because basically what I'm trying to say is the design of these Zords are not selling me. This movie's uh, gone downhill for me recently. I actually liked the trailer. Uh, that was something else that we were split on. You you weren't really a big fan of it, so I was kind of hoping we'd see a little bit more in the trailer, but uh, we do have some mysteries still left to be seen, like the Zords, and these look like really weird uh, action figures just put down on the ground with a smoke machine. So it seems like they're just like covered in plastic. They don't really look too badass. You can kind of see some of the rangers sitting back inside of one of them, but um, it's very alieny and like glowy blue, and they just seem like overly CGI. Yeah, it just seems like chunky plastic. I I feel like I can see the toy. I feel like the toy was designed first, and then they translated it into the movie. So uh, I was kind of hoping for something a lot better than this. Yeah, but yep. uh, we ca- we kill ca- we still can't technically see all of the Zords. You can kind of see the Tyrannosaurus in the back a little bit, the uh, Flying Zord, but we're seeing this kind of Sabertooth one uh, primarily. But (sighs) the real question is, what do they actually look like when they combine? Because we did see that one toy that made it look more alien, but then I guess word on the street is that there's another version of the Zord that looks more animal-like with animal pieces. was still yet to be seen. I'm wondering if maybe we're going to get... maybe another trailer coming soon um i'm not i'm not too sure this this seems like maybe a super a super bowl trailer yeah i hope not i hope they don't (laughs) don't don't waste our time with that but maybe something new um i don't know it just it just sucks and and (laughs) i'm not excited so to hell with you power rangers so that's it that's how we're going to end our show on that note mike that's that's a, that's a sad way to end this, but <laughs> if I go any longer, I'm going to have another coughing fit. And I just... Yeah, we're, we we want to see you stick around to episode 200, so we don't want yeah. you dying on episode 100. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, speaking of, do we want to talk about our Christmas plans now, or do you want to wait? 
Uh, yeah, uh, basically, uh, we always tell you guys that we are here every single week to give you guys the superhero news rundown, but there's usually one weekend every year that we take the week off, and that is for the holidays, so episode uh, 102. Uh, Two it weeks was from slated, today. Was, was slatted to come out right on Christmas Day, so we'll be taking that week off, and you can come catch us up, um, catch up with us on the last week of the the last week of the year uh, we'll do like a new year's wrap up talking about all the stuff that we love this year to scrape up any news that we have because it's probably going to be a slow news week anyway at the end of the year with people home on the holidays so we're going to save all those goods for you in episode 102 so uh, next week we're going to hit you we're going to hit you hard with that rogue one spoiler cast and then that'll that'll uh, appease your appetite through the holidays. Yeah, definitely. Um, you mean two episodes next week, and and you guys don't worry about us over Christmas. You go enjoy yourself, enjoy your families, listen to some old episodes. There's plenty of them to find. So uh, over 100 of them, if you will. <laughs> so uh, in the meantime, Mike, if people want to uh, maybe hear about your Rogue One reactions later this week, where can they find that at? Well, they can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Awesome. Chris, if people want to know if you make it to Monday, <laughs> yeah, well, where can they where they can where can they keep up on your uh, your uh, your heart monitor? Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I will share my heartbeat rate to my Twitter account on Valdan V A L D A N. Uh, also, if uh, you see anything post on Comic UI, you'll know I'm not dead. Or uh, <laughs> my other show while uh, while we're on break, uh, Film Side Chats. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, I hopefully, knock on wood, I make it. Because last, last week was bad, but I'm hoping this week's much better. Uh, if people, we have 100 episodes under our belt. If people want to go back and listen to some old ones, Mike, where can they find those at? Well, you can find all of the places that we post the show uh, at SuperheroSlate.com. That is a really great place to find our show notes so you don't have to track down and hunt down all these links. You can get them all in one nice place. And you can find us on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Tumblr, and you can subscribe and get us right in your email inbox. You can like us on Facebook, and you can follow us on Twitter. If you're a fan of the show, please consider uh, leaving us a review wherever you listen to the show. That's super helpful. Um, And if you're a super fan of the show, just share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week. That's how we got to 100 episodes to begin with. We have been doing this for nearly two years now, and we have been here every single week rain or shine sickness or in health so and if you want to celebrate with episode 100 you can head on over to our t public store and pick up a shirt a hoodie um uh what else there's like tank tops over there there's like mugs notebooks yeah. mugs uh I mean, you name it they probably have it i mean yeah everything and it's all going to be on sale for just uh, for a very short amount of time so go so go check that get that at a nice discount price and you can get that at superheroslate.com slash store so head on over there pick yourself up a shirt show that you show us that you love the show and we'll be here every week chris I need you to go. I need you to go take a take a nap. I don't want you dying. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go eat me some dinner, edit this show, and uh, sleep sleep a lot. So yeah. <laughs> All, right, All right, right, we'll catch you guys next week. All right, goodbye everybody. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. I'm gonna get through this through hell or high water, Mike. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs>